0: This is HBR episode 1823 entitled, Kansas Linux Fest 2015, March 21-22, Lawrence KS, Interview 2 of 2, and is part of the series, Interviews. It is hosted by 5150, and is about 28 minutes long. The summary is, Interview, Ryan Sipes, Organizer, Administrator, Coder, Innovator, raconteur.
1: This episode of HBR is brought to you by, anhonesthost.com.
2: Howdy, folks. This is 5150 for Hacker Public Radio. Today, I'm bringing you the second of the interviews I got from Kansas Linux Fest, as was KLF organizer Ryan Sipes. He's a systems administrator with the Northeast Kansas Library System. And has been instrumental to expanding the amount of open source applications that that organization uses. He is also an organizer of the revised Lawrence, Kansas, Linux users group. But a lot of the more interesting things that I found out about uh, Ryan, I found out, unfortunately, after the interview is over. But you're gonna to have to wait to learn that till after the first beer break, because I've explained in the last few episodes an effort to reduce the inventory of lonely beers waiting in my refrigerator for review. I've decided that I'm going to add beer reviews to each of my tech episodes. Hey, nobody complained too much when Dimitri did it. Okay, the first is from Boulevard Beer Company, which I'm hoping to visit this month. In Kansas City is their Irish Ale. And one of the things they note on the bottle is that there's extra yeast added to the beer during bottling and after the initial fermentation. And of course the yeast will eat the remaining sugars in the beer and and complete the fermentation process in the bottle. One of the things that I've always wondered about when other beer views, viewers mention is a yeasty beer. I've never really got a handle on that taste. I think finally perhaps I have. This beer has sort of a warm, spicy, well almost citrusy taste to it. That could be the hops as well, but I think it's probably I'm, I'm tasting the yeast. Of course, I'm also uh, tasting the malts. Beer pours a light amber. It's uh, 30 IBUs. Alcohol is 5.8%, so that's not real high, but it's getting there. The uh, malts are listed as prominent toasted malts, slight roast. Hops, moderate, full, well, let's see, let's get down the ingredients, they're doing that, they're doing the description, okay. Malts, pale uh, pale malt, Munich, Amber 50, Cara 120, Cara 300, and chocolate, okay, I, I can see a slight chocolate flavor in there. Hops Magnum, Zeus, Bravo, Sterling, and Saz. So, I really like this. I want, I, I'd like to have another one. Now, to this to an Irish Ale most of you might have ha- had is Guinness. Now, of course, Guinness is a stout, which means it's still an ale, but it's completely a different creature from this beer. So, if you see this or per- perhaps some other craft brewery's Irish Ale, I think you'd try it out. I think you'll be in for a treat. Okay, back to Ryan. And I enjoyed talking to Ryan about as much as anybody that I met at the Linux Fest. But after we'd finished the interview, I found out that he's been working on Evolve OS with Ike Doherty. And if you follow door to at all, you've probably heard him speak of Ike and the energy he has when he gets to working on an open-source project. Unfortunately, I found just this evening in Volvo OS... Is involved in some uh, copyright disagreements, and they're going to have to come up with a new name. Ryan's also a contributor to the Vulcan Text Editor, which is written in VALA. I want and I want to learn more about VALA. Ryan's ta- uh, well. Ryan filled in for a speaker who couldn't make it on Sunday afternoon. And his talk was entitled, How to Write a GTK Slash Gnome Application, but it was pretty much a tutorial in VALA, and I'm sorry I missed a good part of that, but I, I came at the end and, you know, uh, Ryan's one of the most energetic and, you know, truly funny speakers that you could ever hope to have and I hope to interview him and Ike for a later Hacker Public Radio on Evolve S or whatever uh, Evolve OS now becomes well I think at this point, no I'm sorry I was going to say at this point the best thing to do is let Ryan tell you about himself and his work but I've forgotten another lonely beer that's been sitting here waiting for me to finished drafting the introduction this is elusive traveler grapefruit ale now this elusive brand is something i hadn't seen till a few weeks ago and they're selling a couple this part of the country this grapefruit ale and then there's a lemon shandy (laughs) now if you look on the label it says that this beer is brewed with lemon peel and then with grapefruit juice added so what does that make us folks remember We learned a few weeks ago when you add uh, when you add fruit juice to a beer after it's been brewed, that's called a shandy. So grapefruit ale is obviously a shandy as as well, and definitely tart grapefruit notes coming from it. It's a uh, beer made with wheat and barley. I think the best way to compare this beer, or describe this beer, might be in comparison to Shiner's Ruby Redbird. Grapefruit Ale, (coughs) and the the Traveler is definitely sweeter than the Ruby Red Bird, but not quite as crisp and refreshing. The other one's bad. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of grapefruit anyway. But I have to admit, the grapefruit shandy shandies, you know, that tart flavor just cuts through, and you know it's 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 to uh, be a very very refreshing beer. Whichever brand you go with. Let me see. While I've been talking, I should have been still waving my arms. I should have been bringing up the tab that has the information is travelerbeer.com it says malt varieties two row malted barley and malted wheat hop varieties i'm going to mispronounce this halerta dash special ingredients real grapefruit Like we said it's a shandy it's added afterwards a 4.4 apv so you can call this a session or a uh, lawnmower beer say so I said, as long as you don't get carried away with it, this would be a really good beer for outside on a hot day. Okay, well, that's that's the second beer review, so without, without further review, I'd like to take you straight into the interview with Ryan Sipes from Kansas Linux Fest 2015. Howdy, folks. It's 5150 for HackerPub Public Radio, and I'm here with Ryan Sipes, one of the organizers of Kansas Linux Fest, and he's got quite a resume. He's a member of the Lawrence Users Group uh, and Open Kansas, and uh, what's the library system? Northeast Kansas
0: Libraries. There are seven regional library systems in Kansas, and ours uh, is the, in the northeast corner covering Lawrence, Topeka, all the way up to Hiawatha.
2: And I understand Ryan's been able to implement... Uh, mostly open software. Now. Yes, absolutely. We've been, I was fortunate to
0: inherit a wonderful, uh, just a set of co-workers who embrace open source software. And so there was already a lot of places that use it. We use Koha for our inner library loan system, which supports, I think, at this point, plus libraries. They use that their inner library loan that is an open source project. And uh, also, uh, we are the we are the original people who, behind uh, Kansas Libraries on the Web, which is a uh, project that got uh, originally all of the libraries in Kansas who wanted online with a website, uh, and uh, we host 200 plus websites uh, on on our web servers, and it's a really awesome uh, opportunity to help, you know, these places, these rural libraries that may not have uh, access to the resources to create their own website, you know, and design and everything, and and manage it to really get up and going. So it's been a great, great experience. And uh, since then, we've continued that, uh, since I got on, continued that uh, process of moving as much as we can to open source software and uh, UI Linux on-source software in pretty much every place that it and found its, it's benefited us, not only alive, but also in our ability to extend it and, and make it our, our need. How long has there been a uh, Lawrence? Uh, we started the Linux, uh, Lawrence Linux group, uh, probably about eight months ago. Now, uh, at first we didn't, we didn't necessarily have a way of organizing. I know that past there was a Lawrence Linux group, but, uh, whenever I first knew the Lawrence about two years ago, I only found a few outdated pages, talk about the KU Linux user's Linux Group, and I couldn't find anything up to date, and I started asking around town, but uh, being a new resident of town, I didn't know anybody, and so I just decided one day I got online and just decided to shoot off into the ether. I'm Ryan Sipes. I'm starting the Lawrence Linux User Group, and if you're if you're interested in, you know, participating, feel free, and uh, I ended up getting a lot of good
2: response, so I started a meetup page, and, and ever since then, continue to, to grow and, and see a lot of interest. Now, you mentioned the Kansas uh, University literature session. Is that still active, causal between
0: them? That's one no- longer active, but even there were a lot of used to that. It turns out that uh, it died when uh, a couple of the found members got hired away by uh, some pretty big groups. Like, uh, I know one went out to work at Google, and another one off work maybe at, I can't remember, Twitter or, you know, some of these big uh, companies that are <laughs> on the West Coast. And unfortunately, uh, nobody stepped in to uh, take the take the reins and really keep the organization going. So whenever I first started, Group lot of people asked me, hey, you know these guys, you know? Or, or are you? T-? And I was like, no, I just moved to town and saw if there was a Linux group that active and started up. But we have a lot of members that used to, to be a part of that and uh, this Linux test that we had this past and has really
2: brought a lot of those people who I
0: hadn't met in town who were interested to participate out of woodwork and now I'm talking a lot about
2: regularly. Well, I know about a year ago when my partner joined a uh... Hacker Pub Radio, corresponded. I saw where you it. You know, I was I was pleased to see another Linux user in Kansas. I'm all oh, my hometown, probably ten years ago, my attempts to start using it. <laughs> excuse, never went any went anywhere. And really, I don't know anybody uh, back home that, that uses Linux. And, t- and today, I've seen you know more than a hundred here in Kansas. So you know. Uh, I and what, I take no absolute. Some people ask me what What is your fifty one fifty? What is your role in uh, the Kansas Linux Fest? And I said absolutely nothing. A little promoted here in the last few weeks, but that that you know, I said that's all other other people. But uh, a few last fall, when, uh, when Mike emailed me, says we're actually going to do uh, a Kansas Linux Fest. You know, I was I was very very excited. And you know, uh, why don't you tell me a little a uh, little bit how all that came? Well, I don't know if you've inter- interviewed
0: Mike yet, but he is an extraordinary person. Comes through supporting open source and uh, and Linux and open knowledge. He's got a he's got a real passion for free and open source and open knowledge and it's and it's really awesome. Uh, I actually I, earlier I was trying to think about when I met Mike for the first time and I couldn't come up with, with the actual moment when I met Mike. I do know that he added me on Google Plus before I ever met him and he was living in peak at the time and I had no idea who he was. But I saw that he liked Linux, so I hit okay, you know, add him to my friend. And then he moved to Lawrence and I, and that's the part that I don't I don't remember actually meeting him for the first time. I just remember we stuck, he came to one of the Linux user groups and I don't think that's the first time I met him. But from there, he meant something about Cancelinix Fest and I thought that is a phenomenal idea. I came from Missouri side of Ridley, and I knew over there that there was a desire for an event like And, uh, so I said, let's, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> let's get it started. Let's do what we have to do. We- our expectations of this event have been far past, however, because we were happy we were going to get 20, 30 people to the event. And this morning when the doors opened, I was, I had my fingers crossed. and then and people started rolling in, and seats started filling, and I thought, thank God, you know, this is a great start to what I hope is a, a recurring annual event that we really show that there is interest can open, and that we're, we're going to foster and let it help grow. And uh, he mentioned uh, Hack Public Radio, as well as some other people who weren't even on my radar for them, who were interested And at that point, I thought, if we've, we have to do something, and, and since then, it's kind of been a rollercoaster I know then, because you, the unlike maybe some business events that I've helped plan something where I knew who's kind of what demand was and everything, I had no idea what true demand was, you know, this area. But he pointed out at the beginning that we're this old festival that will be within 12 hours, you know. And so uh, it's just looking at it that way. You have Ohio Linux Fest, you have the one down in Texas. But he's right, you know, there isn't really a good conference meet that man. And so we started planning it, and we had a couple of people come at once while planning meeting, and then eventually we decided we're going to start talking about during the love meetings, because that's when we really have people coming out and uh now we're talking to people from uh wichita and manhattan and we're hoping that in the future we can have more voices just you know the few of us who are talking online a few of us who are talking in lawrence and actually have full conversation with all of all of can maybe even you know a lot of midwest people on Missouri side too okay all right Phone? Yeah,
2: it's we're doing an interview right now um, <laughs> Zoom H1. But, uh, yeah, well, as a podcaster, I know a lot of the podcasts, they use get I mean, get together people they talk, talk to each week. The, uh, the Linux League Tech Show, they used to start out in Lehigh Valley, all of them in a single room. You know, they, uh, they all came from High Valley a They sat down in a single room for years quarter, and since then, they've scattered up down the East Coast. And the uh, Obergo, Ohio. And so the only time they see each other is when they, it, you know, physically is when, is when they gather at Linux Fest. A lot of time, when they spend a lot of social time, don't necessarily chill talk all that's As a podcaster, that's kind of what Linux Fest means to me. I mean, I, you know, I, I enjoyed all the, uh, um, all the talks, but I hope at some point it is. Uh, by by next year or the year after that this festival will uh, become well enough known to actually attract some of these some of these guys that I talk to week week from all around the United States so that we have, you know, replaced them. 'll be they'll be hit a district.
0: yeah I uh I was just talking to somebody uh not too long ago tonight where at, we're at the after party you know there's a there's a lot of people here who are who are wanting they're just eager to you know talk about uh what's going on what projects they're working on and I was really surprised a to see the interest from people inside Kansas people who are working on projects inside Kansas but then I was really astonished by to see people who were saying in the past I've gone to you know uh Northwest Linux Fest for this or I've gone to Ohio Linux Fest for this or to, to just sure. talk and meet and everything and, and actually what you said really resonates with me because what convinced me to create the Lawrence Linux user group was I went to New Orleans for the uh, Linux Fest or uh, LinuxCon 2013 and while I was down there I met three people from Lawrence and since then I've learned there were even more people from Lawrence who were down there and I'd never met them and I met them and I said you know I was talking to them I said where are you from? And they said, I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. And I said, that's crazy. I'm from Lawrence, Kansas, too. How do we not know each other? And I had that happen three times while I was down in New Orleans. And I was like, it took me going, you know, two planes to get down to to New Orleans to meet these people who were only lived a mile from my house, you know. And and at that point, I was like, we really have to start something up here because it shouldn't take us traveling, you know, to uh, three or four states away to meet, you know, these people. Meet Lawrence Lynn and you can join you can join there and uh we try to you know plan the meeting at least a month in advance yeah we're (laughs) doing the interview well that's
2: perfect plug for (laughs) And and uh uh, you mentioned we're here at the after party. We should mention our host uh, was the Lawrence Entrepreneurial the Lawrence Center for Entrepreneurship.
0: And uh, that is run by uh, my good friend Josh Montgomery of the uh, Wicked Broadband Initiative here in, in uh, Lawrence. They already offer internet service, and now they've been talking to the city about hopefully offering a fiber service uh, to the home. So residential fiber service, gigabit down. They think, and, and the idea behind that has been that, you know, by providing that connection, that it will spur, you know, the creative forces and the people who are really looking to create great, awesome businesses, you know, techos focused businesses in Kansas won't have to, you know, run off to either be at Kansas City, which is the closer one, or, you know, all the way off to the to the bay or whatever to to start their business. And uh you you wouldn't think that would be a limiting factor necessarily, but I've talked to a couple of people now who do a lot with media who say, you know, it really it really is a a barrier. Here, you know, if you don't have a good connection to really get your media and get, you know, your projects out there and uh, circulating it. And so, um, really, I've learned a, a big lesson uh, coming down here that uh, from, from Josh and, and from other groups in town that, that really it's a, it's a, we as a community, not just the big, we shouldn't rely on these big companies to bring us this connection or whatever. We should be trying to brainstorm ways to get ourselves these connections to be competitive here in the middle, the Midwest, and also just, you know, brainstorming ways. That we can improve our community uh, in, in that in that way. As the
2: listeners may be suspecting, the entrepreneurial center is sort of a, a small incubator. Uh, now we're actually in the back part where the uh, uh, the makerspace. Now that's is that officially a separate organization? No, no. Well,
0: it's kind of cool in the fact that if you sign up uh, right now, they're, they're this they're offering you can sign up and you pay fifty dollars a month. You use the entire facility. So if you have if you need help with your business, you can talk. You know to this side, but also you have access to all the makerspace stuff, 3D printers, any tools that you need to take a, take your idea to hardware or software or whatever it is. And, uh, I think that's really important because by the time you get done with your idea over here in the makerspace, you may decide, well, you know, maybe I can form, you know, maybe this is a good, a good base for this. In fact, there is, uh, I just met him tonight. There's a maker over here, uh, uh and he's been working on 3D printers and he manufactures himself and building a business out. So, and, uh, and it's open hardware you know, and so it's, it has to sniff as an aspect but, you know, if it, communities need not, uh, as, as the Linux community for instance, or the open source community, we don't need to just necessarily narrow our focus to this oh, you know, open software uh, thing we've been writing so long, we need to we need to expand our focus to, you know, how can we help promote open hardware, how can promote you know, using open source in, in new ways, in ways that promote maybe business or, because like the, the Dave Lester for Twitter was saying, day open source has become the most reliable platform, you know, build upon, and and, uh, we don't want to be anti-biz because we're, we're source. We want to help promote that so that we can get source to the hand of many people as possible and just, you know, increase uh, that level of awareness in the world that really works to, to advance our cause.
2: Now, I'll tell you, folks, uh, I recorded a video receipt of uh, 3D printers they manufactured, and I am drawing a blank on the gentleman's comp. I definitely have that, folks. Show notes if you're in the worst general area and you want somebody to set you up a printer. I can't, I can't think anybody recognizes because a high-end, high-end stepper motor, where well, I'll, I'll, I'll See if I can't ask you a and I just happen to know the name. You know, I've had a few beers. Me at this point,
0: it's Oni. O N uh, uh, I. Name a project. I'm also on a uh, guy behind it, but uh, I've I addressed that.
2: Okay, well, uh, I, like I said I, I'm just astounded how well this this is done. I, I looked on the lanyard page during uh, uh, you know uh, we recorded tilts a couple weeks ago, and, and I know at that time in the press release that Mike had said something like 200 more. Well, I thought I maybe a little more came, but the lanyard page was lagging behind. And it said 26, so <laughs> I you know I'm certainly glad we've had uh, the the interest and the quality of speakers. Yeah, you
0: know, absolutely. Um, we've had. T- some speakers, we, and sponsors too. Um, I hate to do oh, a plug of them, you no, know, please but, do. Please but do. Rackspace came out and they they funded, you know. The, we we never, ex- like was mentioned earlier, when we started this, we just kind of just said, we'll put up the money, you know, to do whatever because we are passionate about it. But now, the response we've had is, and the most exciting response we've had is, there are a bunch of individual donors. I want to mention them first, you know, people who have given, individuals who have given money to our cause, you know, and we're going to save that, do that for a first we, you know, for getting out, and also for next Can's Fest and then, uh, we've got donors, Rackspace, space, uh, and account testing, which is located here in Lawrence. uh, you know, end-of-year test tests tests for-, for suits and mobile states. Uh, my wife was there, and so Mike, who's really led this event, He, probably the biggest sponsor, uh, who has given so much time and money to the effort, so definitely, uh, he's, he's brought this from, a uh, Dream to Reality, uh, along those lines, the Linux Pro Maggie, uh, and the-, the Linux culture here in here in town, uh, given, you know, as they gave Maggie to give out 10 years, and that really, all- Awesome! They give three months, so you have three different issues. Got your hands on. Oh yeah, well, I grabbed those. And uh, aggressive as well. Best part about it: free swag comes mm-hmm. an event. And so I encourage any of you who are out there who want to come to one of the events. Bear in mind that not only do you get all the speakers and everything that you would that you would expect, but you also get the free swag, And that's one of the best parts. Yeah, I finally got enough stickers. Festoo
2: my laptop. Uh, a bunch of stickers
0: Um, obviously another sponsor is Centron, where we're at now. Um, I'm uh, the library where it's being held. Oh, They're yeah, sponsored, well, the and Lord, they have a great Lord new facility. Public Library and and like I said they just built their new facility this year uh, and, and so we got to kind of break it in and, and I
2: can't say enough about how the supportive they did what a great show is. there I to make sure he had a Tom Dave name and he is nominal and he is hawk he
0: doesn't live in Lawrence right now but he's like move Lawrence and he talked about how he wanted to you know give all you know anything he could to help out the event to help out the lit- there in town so I can't really say enough of that library they really come through for us and uh j- even this morning their staff greeted us and, and uh, helped us get set up They've really done a great job. Um, I'm trying to think, I know I have named
2: everybody, who all the sponsors who have given oh, their. Oh, who brought all the board this testing?
0: I, I'm i blanking on their name, but, uh, but, you know, the, the biggest thing is that, um Our sponsors, you know, they, they saw an opportunity to help uh, us community build in, in Kansas and, and they've really done that, you know, this month, the money that they've contributed or just the time or whatever they've given us, be it this space that we're meeting in now for the after party or tomorrow Rackspace has a breakfast that attendees are welcome to come to. All of that is, is, has really legitimized this, this, uh, this event because before, before so, we had, we weren't sure what, you know, what to tell people about, you know, they would ask, "Oh, who's going to be at the event?" You know, and uh, at, and in just in the past little while, we got all all the support from vendors and everything. He said, "Come out!" You know, Rackspace is doing an event where you can you can test your sysadmin skills, which I participate in. I will not tell my score on uh, in any public forum. And then uh, they they also hosted the breakfast. You know, we had the Twitter rep- open source uh, representative, which I even I didn't realize Twitter had all these open source projects until he gave his talk this morning. And then of course, we had the local people from Wichita and from Kansas City and Lawrence who have who have talked about the project they're working on, and it's so neat. It's really, really neat to know, you know, that just a little a little ways away, there's there's these awesome projects being built in Kansas or maintained in Kansas or contributed to in Kansas, and that's probably the biggest thing that surprised me is meeting all the people who are doing such awesome projects that you know, for some reason I never thought could be originating in Kansas. I thought, you know, these are things that happen outside of Kansas, but um, I think if you come to one events, really realize that, that there's a community here in Kansas it's
2: loading up so it's really awesome you guys had some interest now that they've seen uh, what that's <laughs> what from the world universe a lot from the universe and, uh, here we are in Lawrence uh, uh, of course probably me and my purple shirt may have driven away some I could resist guys I'm sorry uh, <laughs> and uh, did you heard from anybody from K-State uh, we have heard from somebody from K-State uh, I, in fact
0: uh, an attendee showed up early and uh, he was he was from K-State I'm on the name now but he, he was from the Gear Science Department over in Manhattan and uh, he helped us set up and and he said, you know, he expressed how excited he was that there was an event going on, and, and uh, now we're talking about, and I hope this, this excites people who will listen to this podcast that we're talking about, you know, different places in the future. We're talking about, you know, how next year we we'll might have KU and fall year with Ha and in Manhattan. It's really exciting time, and uh, anybody who's interested in offering up ideas, don't but wherever you are your in have Madsen, Baldwin, and, and even Smaller, he's all Kansas. Canada. Uh, so I would say that if you haven't, you know, there, there are other ways to get up the best of the our channel, Kansas. We've got a mailing us. Go to uh, KansasLinuxFest.us can uh, find information on there for how to get a hold of us. And just let us know your thoughts, because uh, what I was saying earlier is, at the end of the day, we're a community. And, uh, you know, Mike, not Mike, nor I, nor anybody is, is a dictator of, of, you know, where this goes. It's everybody's opinion and everybody's thought and everybody's ideas we're hoping to respect and, and, and incorporate to make this successful be and really promote of our values, Kansas.
2: Yeah, I guess if, if uh, Dodge City or hey State are interested, it's time for them to get involved, get on. Yeah, and, I, and to
0: assist, I know, I know that there are, tech, there are techs out there who, who are interested. You know, just because you're on the west side, hands or, or you know, wherever you're at, uh, you're still, you know, part of this. And, and you can pay and, uh, really shape how you want the Linux community in Kansas to, to continue a evolve change. And not that, but, you know, we have neighbors, we have Oklahoma, we have Missouri, we have Nebraska, we have a lot of people from Brass, Missouri uh, show you know, up, you know, provide your people back to, you know, want to Where It says Kansas Linux Fest, but really, you know, we're we're probably, other than, we're want to go to Iowa, Texas, no, this is the way to go, so, you know, we really want some back, and we more than have to help other group, who may be outside the state help set up some, well, oh,
2: what face is this first Linux Fest in the central United States? That's right.
0: Within a few 12 hours of, of Kansas, and, uh, that's, I would I speculate some direction, even long, you could go even longer without running into a Linux Fest, and some guy told me that last year he went to, uh, Linux Fest Northwest, you know, which is in Seattle. Uh, no, well, uh, no, no, no. Bellingham. Yeah, Bellingham, Washington.
2: And I was, I was I'm was i thinking of going but I that flight, uh, shortest I could get, eight half hours. Absolutely. Get You've got to get on a plane went off, fly to some hub like Chicago, then, then fly to Seattle, and then then fly to Seattle, uh, Bellingham. They seem to make way two hours, and we, they're stopped.
0: Yeah, and, and the point, the point of the day is, why are we flying, why are, you know, us guys in the Midwest flying so far, these conferences? Right? Granted, we should probably still go, just see what's going on there, but, but, at the end of the day, we can have our own conference right here, in, in the heart of the United States, and uh, and share our ideas, and we've I've seen plenty of, you know, studies show that there's a lot of activity, a lot of tech active, you know, in the Midwest,
2: burdening, we need
0: to foster, need to also represent open source, you know, as we're growing in tech hubs, Kansas city is growing tech hubs, need to have some of the people who understand the open source and idea behind that and help that you know, help them be a resource and, and also just uh, inform them about what perks there are, you know, soft, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, I kind of look at this not only a tech home, but as tech hubs, but as just a, a conference that really informs people about their freedom, because we you know from from talk people who we might we know might not be tech people they don't realize you know when they when they are using devices or, or, or platforms that they're giving up you know freedom they have they don't have up so you know that what i think caused some people to source this uh, moral obligation to inform people that, that there are choice you know you can make choices you want to to your technology and you can use software that respect freedom at the-
2: Well, I can't think of a better note to end on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Hacker Public Radio, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Yeah, thanks. Bye.
1: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday.